When you talk about ice cream flavors, vanilla and chocolate are the top two, but vanilla is number one by a lot. The same goes for mobile phones, where Android and iOS are the top two, but Android accounts for more than 85% of the market. When it comes to web browsers, things are no different. There's one big winner, Google Chrome, and a bunch that trail far behind. The Brafton Agency has built a great report that talks more about Chrome's market share, along with a bunch of other very interesting stats. Before we get into that, though, I'm Mickey Mellon, and this is A Brighter Web, episode number 15, brought to you by all of us at Green Mellon. Our goal with this podcast is to give you weekly insights for news, products, and ideas so we can all make the web a brighter place to be. These might be actual web tips, talking about strategy, search engines, WordPress plugins, and UX, or it might be productivity ideas to help you get more done and free up your time to do great things. We also want to thank our sponsor, ClickHost.com. ClickHost provides top-rate web hosting at prices as low as $5 a month. Visit ClickHost.com slash ABW for an exclusive 20% off discount for listeners of a brighter web. Today we'll talk more about marketing benchmarks, the top how-to searches on Google, lots of new features in Google Maps, Facebook blocking ads from pages that promote fake news, and much more. Let's dig in. The Brafton Agency recently examined data from 181 websites to generate some pretty interesting stats. As we mentioned at the top, Google Chrome is dominating with 91% of the market share of browsers. Some other things they came up with were that 75% of websites were using goals in Google Analytics, so make sure you have that kind of thing set up to track when people submit forms on the site and where they came from so you can work those backwards. The average bounce rate among the sites was 58.18%, which seems to be about right. We tend to see 50 to 60% as normal. In their case, though, they showed by business type and industry it varied from 53 to 68%. The average session duration was 2 minutes and 17 seconds. In total, 70% of traffic they saw was from desktop, 24% from mobile, and 6% on tablet. B2B was about 78% desktop, whereas B2C was only about 55% desktop. We have a link to the full benchmark study in our show notes, so you can check it out and see for yourself what they discovered. There was another interesting study done showing the top how-to searches on Google. The site howtofixatoilet.com, with dashes between every word, has the details about these searches, but it's interesting to see what some of the top ones were. A few of the top ones included how to make pancakes, how to kiss, how to make money, how to tie a tie, how to lose weight, and how to make slime. It's very interesting data, including popular times of year for some searches, such as how to ask someone to prom, and historical data for other searches similar to slime for things like how to make loom bands and how to do the cup song. We have a link where you can explore the data for yourself in the show notes, and it's worth checking out to see what some of those how-to searches are and see if any match your industry for things you'd be writing more about. Google Maps is becoming an increasingly important area to focus on if you're a business with a local focus, so here are a few things that have changed in the past week on Google Maps. First, business listings can now upload video. You've long been able to add photos, and you certainly should. Now you can add video to your listings. The Android Google Maps app added a find parking to help you find the nearest parking garage. It's presumed that will be coming to the iPhone version as well pretty soon. And Google's done a big push to help students explore their college campus on Google Maps. You've been able to explore it for years, of course, but there are some new features including more details on buildings, expanded street view imagery, and encouragement to use the search features to find coffee shops and other local businesses of interest. Again, it's important to have your business listed well and represented well in Google Maps for things like this so you come up when people need what you have to offer. Google seems to be playing around with a new local ad panel to see what's in store on the right side of the search results where a local business will have their info on top and then a search box below where people can search that store's inventory directly from the search results and kind of browse through it without actually visiting their website. This is a paid ad feature, so something you have to pay for once it rolls out more widely. And it's hard to find right now. It's just kind of rolling out in small pieces. Searches including Best Buy seem to be the most likely to pull up this feature. It's still a bit hit or miss, but something to keep an eye on. And if you're a store that sells products, something you want to look into in the future once that rolls out more widely. 
A joke among marketers is that the best place you could hide a dead body would be on page two of the search results. No one ever goes there. However, Google might be getting rid of page two, at least on mobile, pretty soon. They're testing a version of the mobile search where instead of next loading a next page, you'll simply see a see more results button at the bottom that loads more in via Ajax and kind of keeps an infinite scroll going down the page. It's just a test for now and Google tests out lots of things that don't make it, but on mobile this seems to make sense. There's no need to have people click next and load a whole new page when you can see more results and keep it going down at the bottom. So we'll keep an eye on that. Won't really affect you too much. Perhaps it'll get people browsing deeper into the listings if they're not having to go to new pages, but we'll see how it goes. And again, Google tests a lot of things. This may or may not stick, but something to keep an eye on. We've talked before how it's important to have your content organized in a way that Google can really understand it so things like Google Assistant can help showcase your site. But Google's begun to push Google Assistant out to more and more devices and it's becoming more and more important that you follow suit with that. Google's announced that this is coming to more speakers, appliances, and other devices, and the appliance angle is interesting. You could tell Google to start vacuuming if you have a Roomba or similar device, or ask, are my clothes clean if your washing machine is supported? Some interesting implications of that. Amazon Alexa already does some of this, so it's fun to watch Amazon and Google continue to fight each other by adding more features to their devices that benefit all of us. Facebook has announced that they're going to block ads from pages that share fake news. There's a few reasons for this, some pretty obvious, but the issue Facebook sees is that some pages have been using ads to build up their audience, then use that to promote fake news, which isn't good for anyone. So Google's doing things to literally crack down and not allow those pages to advertise anymore. So be sure anything you share in your Facebook is on the up and up. Don't want to get reported for something there and potentially lose your ability to advertise. And lastly, for our tip of the week is to start or join a Slack team. At Green Mountain, we use Slack a ton. There's just seven of us on the team, yet we've sent over 20,000 messages in Slack. So a few ideas for you to think about. If you're part of a team, create a Slack team for all of you to use and catch up. You could be a distributed team, you could be a local team, or like us where we're a little bit of both. Slack is a great place to bring everyone together, mostly for water cooler talk, but you can also get some business done in there. In addition to that, you can look to join an existing team. We have one for Brighter Web. You can check out, go to brighterweb.com slack to get info on that. Or you can find them for people that are fans of the Genesis framework, people that use Beaver Builder, lots of other things there. And lastly, look to join the official WordPress Slack team. It's enormous with tens of thousands of users, but it's really neat, especially in the core channel, because you can literally watch them discussing the launch of each new release of WordPress and see the moment they are all ready to hit go. It's fascinating to watch all the release leads in there as they talk about the moment they're leading up to actually pushing the button to go live. You can watch them talk about it there and then suddenly you have updates on your site. It's a neat way to stay in touch with what's going on. So that's all we have for this week. You can find me on Twitter at MickMel, M-I-C-K-M-E-L, or learn lots more at GreenMelonMedia.com. You can find out more about the podcast, including show notes and links, as well as video tutorials and many other resources over at abrighterweb.com. If you're in the Atlanta area, come check out our meetup held three times each month. If you're not in the Atlanta area, we post recaps on the site soon after each meetup. Either way, you can learn more about that at abrighterweb.com meetup. Thanks for listening.